Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and of all the times to probably talk Australian rules football, the things that have gone on in the last 48 hours in Victoria have created some quite amazing things happening in the AFL. Without any further ado, the Chief Commentator of the AFL Hunter Central Coast and my sometime colleague in Sydney for football commentary is Lucas James Holmes. Hello, Louis. How are you, mate? Good evening, David. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and yes, the Australian Football League in Victoria, especially, has been turned on its head once more. David and I are just discussing. There's plenty of things to go through, so we uh, won't hold it up any more than we need to. Okay, I'm reading off the AFL website now, ladies and gentlemen, and Lucas and I will discuss these matters. So, two round 11 games have been transferred to Sydney venues. And the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne will stay in Friday night in Melbourne, pending negative COVID tests from the Demons players. And Louis, um, I'm sure that you join with me in wishing everybody in Victoria all the best, and the hope and wish them all the best in yet another lockdown before we talk oh, football. Oh, indeed, David. They've been through a, a hell of a lot in the last year or so, especially. So it's the right call. You obviously done what. Obviously, we know how contagious and how this pandemic. Can spread, so it's the right call. But yeah, it's pretty. It would be pretty tough to take. Obviously, going in the back could be nice this evening. So it's fairly tough to take. But they got through the last, the last one or two. So you'd expect them to keep pushing through. Absolutely. So <clears throat> this is what's happened with football, with actual games, and where things have been rescheduled. <clears throat> Sunday's Richmond-Adelaide game, which was originally scheduled for the Melbourne Cricket Ground, has been moved to Sydney Olympic Park with the same, well, on the same day. That game's going to start at 10 past two. This is um, the reason that time's been chosen is to let, make it easy for the Crows players to get back to South Australia. South Australia has cracked down on border controls with Victoria. Saturday's Gold Coast Hawthorne game to be played at Marara in Darwin as a key fixture of Sir Doug Nichols' round has been transferred to the Sydney Cricket Ground with a 7.40 start time. And the reason that's been made available, Lucas, is that of just by luck, the Roosters and the Raiders are playing one of the NRL's games at the Central Coast Stadium. It's a home Roosters game, but that's being played up around the corner from our place here. So, so Gold Coast Hawthorne SCG. The Port Adelaide Frio Twilight fixture has been pushed back to 4.50 local time, which is 5.20 Australian Eastern Standard Time, to allow a little bit more time for umpires to prepare as that officials will have controlled the previous night's West Coast Essendon game in Perth. So that's a big ask on those umpires. That's a lot of flying time. You can imagine they'll get a lot of work done on them on their legs and for hydration, particularly at such a large ground at Optus Oval. So in Melbourne, there are three games, or in Victoria, uh, the Western Bulldogs and the Demons, Collingwood and Geelong, and St Kilda and North Melbourne. None of those games will have any crowds at all. Yep. Now, going, what I will do, Lucas, is talk football, and then I want to talk about with you what's happening after that because three or four teams are now on the road and may stay that way. Lucas, first of all, let's look at these games. So Richmond and Adelaide, that was due for the G. That's being played at Sydney Olympic Park. And Richmond are already in Sydney. I'm assuming they're having some nice cafe lattes down at Coogee this evening. I would assume so, David. There's been some press out about Richmond and they're not, playing, they're not wanting to play home games um, away from the MCG of late, which has caused a fair bit of um, ironic, uh, shall I say, discussions amongst the football fraternity. So uh, Richmond obviously having to go on the road. Fair enough. Against Adelaide makes sense. Obviously, you spoke about that. The Gold Coast Hawthorne game being the SCG because the um, NRL being played at Central Coast Stadium. So it's going to be an interesting one. It makes sense to me. 
Uh, Richmond, you still think would be too strong, though, after Adelaide's Hamill, but thrilling one-point win over Melbourne last week. Indeed. Then um, the, the, the biggest disappointment, and this is... It's only a disappointment. I'm not being angry or on my soapbox at all. Is that it's a feature of the Sir Doug Nichols round when they play football in the territory, either at Traeger Park in Alice Springs or at Marara. And it's a real disappointment that Gold Coast and Hawthorne has to be moved. But unfortunately, that's the way the world is. And at least we're getting some footy that game at the Sydney Cricket Ground. So people in Sydney are actually getting a couple of extra games of footy this weekend. Uh, I'm, I was speaking to our great, our, our, our former boss, Gary Birkin, today, Lily, and I think he might be coming down to watch an extra Richmond game in Sydney this weekend. Um, so that's there. And then, of course, they've just bumped the Port and Freo back a bit due to the umpires, give them a little bit more time. Um, look, yeah, it is a great shame that that game won't be in Darwin, but at least they're going to get football. There was some talk of putting that back into the bye areas, but that's not going to happen. They're going to actually play a full round of games. And again, they've tried to find a way to get this done, Louis, which is I must commend everybody. Indeed, I think that was the initial plan, actually, was that Gold Coast, that Gold Coast Hawthorne game was originally postponed. I think they, uh, that was the plan as of last night, um, but it's great to see it being played. As you said, they're incredible, so they're going to push it back into the buy round, but it's great to see them for the game to be moved and to be played. As you said, such a, such a special occasion, third of the round, which will actually be um, over two weeks at a local level, too, being, being able to have all clubs play home games. So it's not just the one round at AFL level, um, to the best of my knowledge, but at community level, they could be held over the next two weekends. That's exactly right. Now, further to that, Lucas, as I was talking about two or three minutes ago, this is what's happening. Um, Gillam McLaughlin has said that three of the four Victorian teams currently in the state, Carlton, Eston and Richmond, have got lots and lots of luggage. They're planning on staying on the road longer. It, it's likely that Hawthorne, who have a bye scheduled in round 12, will actually go home after their game with the Suns in Sydney. One of the things that they're looking at, Lucas, which was mentioned in the press day, now please note everyone, and Lucas, this is not confirmed, is there is a possibility that the Essendon-Richmond Dreamtime game could actually be played at Optus Stadium because Richmond the week after have West Coast in Perth. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, yeah, look, and, and there was some mention that St Kilda might come up. St Kilda's got a game in Cairns reasonably shortly. So what's going to be interesting is to how they moved around and whatever else. But there is a real chance. So for the second year in a row, the Dreamtime game might not be at the MCG. Of course, last year's game in the Northern Territory was a phenomenal experience, I think, for everybody that watched. And I did watch some of That was just an amazing thing. So, Louis, very, very interesting times. They've found a way to get football played. It's going to be... The thing is that the players and the, and the, and the, and the officials and the match day staff know what they're doing now. And they know what they're doing. They've done this before. It's not easy for them. In fact, it's very hard. However, we're going to get a full list of football, which, again, I can only commend people on it. They've done very well to get us some footy. Indeed, David. And just to backtrack on one of your comments there, you're right in point about that St Kilda game home game in Cairns. That falls on and Queen's birthday long weekend, um, where Colin would normally play Melbourne on Queen's birthday Monday for the Freedom MD, which will be in its seventh year this year. So that is the round that. Uh, I think it's round 13. I think it's around the uh, second weekend in June. So, is that 
That's right. And uh, Lucas Holmes, were you planning on going to watch Collingwood in Melbourne this year, my friend? We weren't. Um, initially, with, with, the, with the draw, how it normally was, uh, in the, the, normally because it's right in the middle of those buy rounds, you, norm, you normally get about three games in Melbourne that weekend. That's so right. we, that, that night, and a few friends of ours, we'd normally go down and make a weekend out of it. But as you said there, David, we playing a home game in Cairns and North Melbourne actually taking their, their uh, home game to Bell Reeve that would only leave the Melbourne-Collingwood game on the Monday. Ah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, um, look, that gives you a bit of a synopsis, everybody, as to what's going on this weekend. Um, some rather huge changes, to be put it bluntly. All of those sides from Melbourne have got on the road. They've got out of Melbourne today, of course, um, Vic, all of Victoria goes into lockdown at midnight tonight for seven days. Um, I can't believe, Lucas, to be honest, it's happened again in Victoria. It just, every single time, I, th I think that some of the northern states have been quite blessed, to be quite honest. Um, let's just hope that everybody's okay. Of course, football's got involved because there were um, positive cases at Essendon and North and Collingwood and Port Adelaide. And Lucas, I'm not sure if mo as most of our listeners are actually aware, this actually has permutations with football. There's a little place in northern Victoria called Kahuna, and they had a game of football on the weekend, and they played a New South Wales side called Tuluak, and there was a positive case there. So there are people in New South Wales being tested um, because they were over the border playing footy. So, you know, it's uh, it, it uh, this COVID is just, it's quite a bizarre time we live in, and you know, one of these days you hope that everyone can get vaxxed and we'll be able to continue on. But, yeah, it's it's quite astonishing what's really going on, to be quite honest with you, mate, isn't it? Yes, David, and if I'm not mistaken as well, you speaking about that uh, Fremantle-Essendon clash last week, there was people on that flight um, that, from that game that actually on, on the same flight back as those Fremantle players. So there's a little bit of a uh, cause for concern as well there, but... Um, as well as that uh, Collingwood Port Adelaide game, the thriller on the Sunday afternoon. So, um, yeah, it's a worrying time to say the least. But as you said, uh, the, the league's gone through this before. Um, they know sort of the, uh, the things they've got to get into place, and they've acted extremely quickly to everyone's credit, as you've mentioned a couple of times already. And it's great to see that we have a full side of football uh, coming from tomorrow night with a ripping game starts off. I'm just going to change the setup of our podcast night. We've got a bit of HCC stuff to talk about as well with rep footy having been played and you're back this weekend. Back at Adelaide Street in the media box there, Louis. That'll be great for you uh, commentating this Saturday. So um, here is the draw for this weekend. I've got this off the AFL website and the, the times, everybody, and the grounds are spot on. On Friday night, without any crowd, the game of the round, almost the game of the year, the Western Bulldogs in Melbourne. Saturday early, MCG, no crowd, Collingwood and Geelong. Then up to Brisbane, the Giants have one of the biggest tests in football, playing Brisbane at the Gabba at 10 past two. St Kilda and North Melbourne in front of zero people at Docklands at 4.35 in the Twilight game. So now we get into some games that have been moved. At the Sydney Cricket Ground, everybody, please note the Sydney Cricket Ground, the Gold Coast Suns will be at technically at home playing Hawthorne. That's at 7.40, the magnificent Sydney Cricket Ground. And then at the exact same time um, in New South Wales, 5.40 Western time is West Coast and Essendon. Moving to Sunday, 
they'd put back the first game an hour because to help the Adelaide people. So Richmond hosting Adelaide at Giant at Sydney Olympic Park or Giant Stadium. At 20, so there's two games in Sydney on Sunday and, and one on Saturday. So it's that absolute bonanza of football in Sydney. Sydney playing Carlton. The Sydney Swans playing Carlton at 20 past three. And then a, a game just a touch later to help with umpires. This game's at 5.20 Australian Eastern time is Port and Frio. So that's the list of games. Lucas, um, I would like to spend a bit of time on HCC and Rep Footy tonight. Um, there are some phenomenal games here. We've gone through what's happened. Let's just talk football. The first game, the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne. Melbourne will be very angry after getting resold just by Adelaide. You hope that they come back with some real spine. I don't think they'll beat the Western Bulldogs. I think the Western Bulldogs are the real deal. I think the leading away is the grain this weekend, David. Um, very good. Dogs obviously stumped and killed it last week, but it was a large cost. Um, almost the, uh, unfortunately, almost the uh, word of the season so far today in terms of injuries, but syndesmosis, um, Adam Trelaw suffered an ankle syndesmosis injury, will miss between the next seven to nine weeks. So, Western Bulldogs without one of the most prolific on balls in the game at the moment. Still missing um, Tim English with some lingering concussion issues. Um, and I think, as you alluded to there, Melbourne will be raging to get back on the uh, winning train, David. I think they might just be a little too strong for the Western Bulldogs. Although, with the game at Marvel, we know how well the dogs play Marvel. So, it's, uh, and as you said earlier on, it's easily for me the game of the season today. It's a big call. Um, I must admit, I disagree. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty bullish on, on the bullies. I know that, that that's not a deliberate pun. Um, Geelong and Collingwood. Geelong have been oh, average this year, and that for mine, there's just signs of life. They're sitting in third. They're seven and three without I, I. I think ever having been in good nick, and of course they're missing Dangerfield. I think that they'll trounce Collingwood by five to six goals. I can't see any other result. Go on, mate. Continue on. Uh, yeah, right. They're just, they're just an answer team. So I've got a bit more in-depth information here. So Collingwood out injured Tyler Brown, Bo McCreary, Josh Thomas, Taylor Adams. Um, so four big outs there. As uh, Geelong only made the one change with Matt Holmes coming in. So obviously Mitch Starker and Tim Carr after that, uh, that tackle last week. And Zach Guthrie, uh, the medical club, not being used. So Geelong fairly settled, as you expect. Uh, Collingwood, the complete opposite. The Giants, after a very, a very good performance against West Coast in, a, in an outstanding game on Sunday, uh, look, they did very well. But uh, look, I'm going to pick them. But Brisbane at the Gabba, Brisbane are also just, just they've hit their straps. They're sitting there in fourth position. They're in the top four. I think they'll continue on. And it's it's it'll be a brave man, other than me as a Giants fan, to tip against the Lions at the moment. That game's at the Gabba. Uh, Louis, obviously I'm a bit biased, so I won't give much opinion. Yours from a football perspective? Yeah, uh, the line for me, David, even though um, we spoke about that Darcy Gardner shoulder injury last week, so not seeing him for the next little while. The Giants had a fair few in last week too, David. Uh, Jeremy Finlay's been the main one returning from suspension, kicked a few goals too, so he might give the, the uh, line defence a few match-up, not, 
nightmares, but you'd probably think that Harris Andrews would get him. Um, but it'd be interesting. Hugh McCluggage, you might, you might speak about the Brownlow later on, but he's a real smoke job. And David, he's improving week after week. Um, we'll be interesting to see what the Giants do from a rucking perspective, Dave. We got some news uh, from the West Connect Centre yesterday saying that Braden Cruz is a torn right pectoral muscle. Um, he'll miss the next few months, so it'll be interesting to see if, if he returns at all for the rest of the season, but they'll be having to use uh, um, their, their ruck stocks, much like a, a Major League Baseball team will be using their pitching staff. So it'll be interesting to see what way the Giants go, but I think the Lions, especially at home, will be a little bit too strong. Yeah, and I suppose of looking at the rest of the games, Lucas, um, yeah. it's it's hard to pick up. You'd think the West Coast are strong favourites. Gold Coast yeah. and Hawthorns are a lottery. St yeah. Kilda were diabolical last week, but they should beat North Melbourne because North Melbourne are average. Yeah. Richmond and Adelaide, with Adelaide coming off an excellent win, will be competitive. Richmond haven't been great. That's That could be the best of the lot left. Carlton will push Sydney, but I think Sydney are favourites. Yep. And Fremantle are complete nuffies away from Perth. Port Adelaide have not been good of late at all. But, um, and you know, they're they're sitting in fifth. They'll be disappointed to be in fifth. Um, but I think that the re- of the rest of those games, I think that the Richmond-Adelaide game's got potential to be a real cracker. Yeah, I think so, David. It'll be, yeah, really interesting. Quite a young, youthful Adelaide side if they can two uh, full-quarter performances back-to-back. That'll be the main question. Obviously, yeah. Walker returned last week and kicked the seal up no more than two or three minutes out from full-time. So that, that's the only question I have about Adelaide side. Richmond looks like they'll regain some troops in the next, in the next two or three weeks too. So um, gun up or um, on board, excuse me, will come back uh, prep here in the next week or two, potentially. So... Uh, they're calling the cavalry soon, Richmond. I think they'll just get stronger and stronger as the year goes on. People, people are in the media the last few weeks have sort of pointed their enthusiasm on them and rolling them out of the premiership calculations. But you've got to remember how much talent they've got sitting on the sidelines at the moment. That's right. Now, to go quickly to the ladder before we look at Brownlow and then on the AFLHCC, um, in, in order, the Western Bulldogs on 36, Melbourne on 36. Those two have cleared away a touch. Geelong in third place on 28, Brisbane on 28, Port Adelaide in fifth on 28, the Swans in the four on 24, West Coast on 24, the Giants are one of a slew of sides on five and five, they're in 20, but because of a high percentage, higher percentage, they're in eighth, then Richmond's also on 20 and Fremantle's also on 20. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say the sides 11 to 18 will not make the eight, and I reckon it's it's a go in the top 10, and that's iffy on Fremantle. But I reckon the sides that are there now may very well form. It's a real possibility they could all form the eight. It just depends on who wins the, the big games out of the Giants, Richmond and Freo. Lucas, your quick thoughts on the ladder before we go to the Brownlow predictor? Yeah, look, fairly settled. I'm obviously the one surprise pre-season, and that would have to be Sydney. Um, I don't think yep. many people, other than maybe those die-hard Sydney could have thought they'd be entrenched in the top eight. Um, but yeah, you look at those sides outside of David, you spoke about it then. I think Richmond, you possibly, as you said there, Fremantle could go either way if they were to make the eight. I don't think Essendon can get there just because of the, the injuries they have at the club at the moment. But yeah, apart from that side, yeah, out of those 10 sides remaining, I think it's only Richmond and, Fremantle, and um, 
Richmond, Fremont, that can possibly go into the eight. They're the subjects that could drop. That's quite hard. I know the Giants have had some injuries. They'll get some returning players. I don't think West Coast will uh, drop out of there. They've got Elliot Yo. He played his first game back in their waffle last weekend. So, and some big names coming back too. And just a little sign out tonight there. I'm not sure it's official yet, but it looks like they've re-signed. Probably one of the top two or three best young people within the competition with them. Oscar Allen putting pen to paper on the extension. So they've locked him up for the next little while. But yeah, as I said there, potential the Giants, possibly Sydney, would be the only two sides out of those top eight there that may fly. And just to, uh, there is an article on the AFL website. Mumford is going to play this weekend, which yeah. is critical. Um, so yeah, look, really interesting times. But um, yes, the, the, interesting to see that the the ladder is really starting to take shape. And we, as we get towards halfway through the season, the Brownlow Medal uh, leaderboard on the predictor. I stress this is ESPN's predictor. This is not the official count, um, and I've done that every week. Uh, you were making mention about McCluggage, and he's picked up a lot of votes in recent weeks. But the top two have cleared away after getting five and a half and four and a half votes in the last couple of weeks. So the top 10 or 11 on 15 votes on the um, ESPN predictor is Marcus Bontempelli. He's on 15. Clayton Oliver on 14 and a half. And they've got a little bit of daylight. Ollie Wines from Port is in tw- on 12. David Mundy Darcy from Fremantle. Darcy parrish Essendon And Hugh McCluggage from Brisbane on 11 and a half. And McCluggage's last five weeks have been 1.53 and 0.5 of that. So he's polled in the last five games. And Lucas, when you win Brownlow medals, it's often not the threes that will win you. It's the other votes that get you the votes. Guthrie and McRae are on 11 votes each. And McRae's going to have a little bit of space open up with Trelaw not being there now, although Bontempelli's up there. And I reckon of the others outside there, the only one I think would be a chance if he starts to really turn it on is Dustin Martin. But interesting to see Bontempelli and Oliver um, sitting on top of, uh, on top of the leaderboard at the moment. Are, um, with Bontempelli in the last few weeks going two and a half, three, a zero, one, and two point five, he's polling particularly well. Yeah, um, Bontempelli had an outstanding game last weekend. David, we we know that the Kilda and Clayton Oliver had a Equally impressive when he had a uh, game in, Mil- in that tight Melbourne loss, if not mistaken, he had the uh, most contested possessions in a game. I think it was 27 or 28 contested possessions, and that is the uh, most in Melbourne club in, in the rich uh, traditions, rich heritage that the Melbourne Football Club have. So, massive game from Clayton Oliver, too, with Marcus Bontempelli, we spoke about that. Indeed. Lucas, on to the AFL Hunter Central Coast. And quickly, uh, can you give us a bit of a quick review, please, of the two representative fixtures played between AFL South Coast and AFL Hunter Central Coast at the magnificent North Bolton Park in Taraji in Wollongong with our, um, the women's side getting up and the, and, and the lads going down. First of all, Lucas, your thoughts on North Bolton Park? I've, I'm pretty confident you haven't actually called footy there before. Yeah, you're correct there, Dave. What a wonderful facility. Obviously, it's played Sheffield Shield cricket there and a number of elite sports. So, wonderful David um, was well looked after by the uh, South Coast crew on Saturday. There's just me flying solo in commentary. So, quite interesting, to the, quite interesting, but a great experience too. Magnificent facilities there, David. was actually quite, was quite interesting to see how wide the ground was. You didn't really notice it still, especially for me, calling off-site, so calling it live quite easily, obviously. I'm um, calling it on the, on the wing that was close to you, but on that far side. 
side. It was quite interesting. But great facility, David, and two quality games of football, actually. Obviously, those two games that you and I have called at Parsonfield in 2019, the uh, AFL Hunter Central Coast Ladies gave uh, the South Coast Ladies quite, quite the touch-up in them. And it was the only first or second year of uh, women's football on, on this South Coast. But, but they were really competitive, the South Coast Ladies. Um, it was quite a tight contest. Um, South Coast dominated probably the third, probably the four past five minutes in that first quarter. Um, but and the experience of the Hunter Central Coast side really came over the top. Um, reigning uh, Cup women's best pair of Seneca Spain, I was superb, David. Yep. Um, Kyle McBride was side of the back. Um, Becca Ives and Kate Hanley did quite the uh, shock share in the ruck. And Claire Cummings also very impressive. So a tight win in the end there uh, from the AFL Hunter Central Coast ladies side and then went into the men's game for a 2 for a two third of 230 starting yeah, look, um, I think Peter Kelleher and his and his staff will be very pleased with going away and winning a representative uh, fixture. That's a good performance, and it backs up two years ago. And um, yeah, look, I, I thought that when we played the AFL South Coast last time at Pasterfield, that um, we being HCC, that they were a little bit underdone. And obviously, yep. this time, obviously this time that, that wasn't the case. So congratulations to them. And I'm sure everybody's looking forward to more representative football, hopefully being a feature every year. But it seems like the two leagues are well matched. And uh, congratulations. And it would have been a very weary Lucas Holmes after two games on your own, particularly calling up uh, live on what is an expansive, it's a huge ground, North Don Park. <laughs> People don't understand how big it is until you get there. So well done to you, sir. Thank you. And, and just quickly on the men's game, David, it was yep. quite the, uh, you and I discussed it a bit earlier on when we saw our sides out, compared to the representative sides we've called in the past, quite the inexperienced and useful uh, men's side, obviously put up a fair fight. They led, led into half-time, David. Um, Aaron Duncan from Kalani Vale will still be recovering after the leather poisoning that he had in that first half. But yeah, quite, a, quite an even performance uh, from the men's side. Uh, South Coast ended up Kicking five or six consecutive goals in the last quarter to run away with it, but um, considering the side they put out today for various reasons, whatever that may be, but quite a good performance. Um, as I said, there Duncan was superb. Braden Toss played in the ruck on this occasion. Um, I thought Jai Bobi actually was very impressive too. Luke Platt, so the Kalani Bale guys doing their club um, wonders really. They were really impressive. Uh, probably the best three or four players on the ground, in my opinion. So, and I'll be, as, as you mentioned earlier on, we'll be, we'll have a look at them up close and personal against Warner's Bay on the weekend. But yeah, all in all, it was a very successful uh, representative weekend away from home, as it always is. And uh, great to be back on the road with a league that uh, great to represent off the field as well. Fantastic. Now, uh, AFLHCC, the broadcast game. This so uh, these games are all. I think they're all to. Uh, there's they all listed it too. Let me just uh, just move the mouse around a bit. Ah, uh, no, the, the, the later game at at at, um, at Hilton Moor. Okay, so yeah. uh, broadcast games: Kalani Vale and Warners Bay. That's at Adelaide Adelaide Street Oval. Maitland hosting Nelson Bay at Max McMahon. Singleton hosting Gosford, and that is a huge game for Gosford at Rose Point Park. And then at up at two thirty five, it's Terrigal of Oakland Cardiff. Lucas, you might actually have the match of the round there. Um, a young Warners Bay side against a Kalani Bay side that want to go deep into September. Um, your thoughts, first of all, Kalani Bay and Warners. 
Yeah, haven't seen Kalani Bowe yet, David. Um, obviously saw Aaron Duncan, ex-East Coast Eagle, actually, for the first time in that representative picture. was very impressive. The ball magnet contested beast. So, interesting to see how Kalani Bowe go. Obviously saw Warner's Bay in that uh, historical win for their club. First over Cardiff on Anzac Day. So, saw them a few weeks ago. But really interesting to see Kalani Bowe, how they go. Obviously a young, a younger side, really, as well. Uh, the... Luke Plack's first full year of things after he played some junior football last year as well, but he's developed his, his class, delivering speed, so that can, that'll give him another dimension. be interesting to see how Warner's Bay match up. Watching that, going back into that Carlos game briefly, they played Brent Joe, which is quite interest, interesting for me, obviously, sinking the majority of the time behind the football, playing him at centre-half forward, so that may uh, create some match-up nightmares for... Corey Shackleton and his charges down there, but I think they'll have that well scouted yes. um, in terms of matchups. But it's going to be a great game. Uh, men's Cup at one fifty-five for a two o'clock start, and the, and the Cup women's side of this, you'd expect Kalani Bale to be way too strong for a young, youthful Warners Bay side at uh, twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock bounce, so eleven fifty-five a.m. on air. Thank you for that, Louis. Maitland to be firm favourites against Nelson Bay. Singleton, who. Uh, pulled off an excellent win against Cardiff last start, uh, host Gosford. That's a big game. Gosford have got to win these games away. They've had a nice yep. run at Adcock. They've beaten Nelson Bay, which you covered recently. Corey Hopper will need to... He, everybody should be right. They should be fit and roaring to go, and that's a big game. It's a big ask. It's their biggest trip, but they've got to win that at Nelson Bay. They've got they've got to win. And then Terrigal of Oak and Cardiff, goodness me, um, not don't wish him to sound negative, but that could be eighty to hundred points. To be quite blunt with you, uh, please tell me if I'm if you think that's wrong uh, or out of line. No, I don't, David. Just quickly on that Singleton Gosford game, we'll be interested to see Taylor Hopper gets back. Obviously, had that issue with his jaw earlier in the season. That game against Carter, so Hopper, he, he said he could have been touching going. He was hoping to be right after the buy after I spoke to him at that Nelson Bay game. So hopefully, Gosford have got their full side on the paddock. Hopefully the same for Singleton. Could actually be quite an interesting game, though. We've covered Singleton at Rosemont Park in the past and know how well they play at home. But, yeah, and to that terrible Cardiff game. But both of those sides will be refreshed, ready to go. Cardiff didn't have any men's players in the, in the, in the, in the representative side and with Harrison Pitt and Michael Rose to terrible over. So both sides sort of didn't have all that much to do with the representative picture, so they'll be fresh, ready to go at it. And the AFL uh, Black Diamond Cup women's uh, draw is Kalani Bale and Warners Bay. That's at Adelaide Street on uh, Bar TV, 11.55 with Lucas Holmes and Alex Tagani. Wine Lakes in Newcastle City. That's a big game at the Don. Maitland and Lake Mac. That'll be a good game of footy at Maxwell Command Oval. And then Terrigal Oak against the, the Bolters, Cardiff, who are just playing great football. That's at Hilton Moore. So some very good games there. And, of course, Kalani Bale and Warners Bay will be the first game for broadcast this Saturday. Uh, with Louis in the Chief Commentator's Chair. Louis, mate, that's uh, it's been a really good podcast. Now, lots and lots to talk about. It's been great to catch up with you. Congratulations on the call last week. Um, have a good call this weekend, my friend. Indeed, David. Where do you find yourself this weekend, mate? On the, on the lovely northern beaches. Well, I've got in the Menzies, um, Manly and St George. First look at St George, and then Manly and um, Southern Power. Southern Power is yeah. based down there at Loftus in the women. So I haven't seen either of those two Southern side Saints or Southern Power. Not sure if Lisa Steen is playing for Manly. She didn't play last round. 
Um, yep. I'm, I'm hopeful she is. It's great to see where Lisa's developed with the football. But, yeah, yeah Kel, from, Kel, Kel from I've got... Um, from what I understand, David, those, um, obviously, Steen being listed the, uh, with the Giants in the ASLW, from what I understand, it's been for Ash, Ash Moller, who's the uh, East Coast Eagles um, head coach, David, Sydney Women's, uh, Women's Premier Division. Most of those, the AFL, the players that are playing VFLW, play a large chunk of the back half of the season. Right. Playing in the VFLW in the, in the first half, but keeping in mind that I was just reading before all the um, with the there's actually put on hold the uh, VFL obviously with the expanded East Coast in the take taking in the VFL and the VFLW as well, so that may find some of those uh, giants and other listed players come back and play for that club side. It will be interesting to see if that actually happens. But, um, yeah, 2.30 and 4.30. So the men's game's at half past two with a red footy. And then yep. the women's game will be under lights there at Weldon Oval. Big Wazza, the big heap will be there next to me going, ball every 15 yep. minutes. I look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, that, man, that manly Southern Power game, David, I was Southern Power, one of the, uh, along with East Coast, being one of the strongest starters to the season, obviously, manly Warringah winning the premiership last year. So that'll be a ripping game. Yeah, look, those three are the three best sides. I'm looking forward to see at the moment in the comp, and I'm looking forward to seeing them all. All right, mate. So, yeah, 2.30 and 4.30 on Sportscasted KO for, for, for AFL Sydney, 11.55 with Bar TV with Louie and Alex at the beautiful Adelaide Street Oval, home of last year's grand final, and they did a superb job. Lucas, thank you so much for your time. There's been a lot to talk about. Uh, good luck this weekend. Look forward to speaking with you next week, my friend. Likewise, David. Look forward to catching you then, mate. On behalf of Lucas Holmes, my name's David Redden. It's been our very great pleasure to bring you the uh, AFL and AFL HSC podcast with Louis and David. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.